So I personally witnessed and experienced the transformation of my mother from an illiterate to become illiterate, who is now currently working as a director in one of the, in one of the top universities in Nigeria. Do you know that non-governmental organizations are working ceaselessly to make the world a better place? We see a future where young people are connected and act together as agents of change. I'm making the dream of um, children living in undeserved communities. And I am well known for championing children's right to education. Poverty elevation, humanitarian aid. We are every child regardless of your geographical location. Healthcare socioeconomic status or religious background who have access to quality education. We are concerned about people's health and livelihood. Leadership development and community development. Yes, NGOs are working for the sustainability of all, especially the less privileged. Yes, yes. their voice deserves to be heard. NGO podcast is the voice of NGOs. I am Jimo Uluato Bishagun. Stay tuned. With 65 million Nigerians illiterate, it is high time for the government, schools, and individuals to take necessary action. In 2015, the result of a survey which was carried out by UNESCO shows that despite the improvement in the country's education system, yet 65 million Nigerians still remain illiterate. This statistics is alarming for a number of reasons. As a matter of fact, illiteracy has adverse impact at both an individual and at the societal level. People who are illiterate are far more likely to live in poverty, facing a lifetime marked by poor health and social vulnerability. Economically, the impact of illiteracy can never be overemphasized. Workplace productivity, unemployment rates, and even national GDP are all affected by the country's literacy level. Welcome! To the NGO podcast show, an initiative of Media for Community Change Initiative, a non-governmental organization that focuses on amplifying the voices of the marginalized using the power of both new media and traditional media. The NGO podcast show brings the diverse and vigorous voices of global NGOs to people around the world by engaging interviews with founders and leaders in the NGO community problem-in challenges, opportunities, and best practices. And I am your dear host. I am Jimo Uluwatobishego. You can simply call me J-O-S. I'm super, super excited to be doing this with you again. With the alarming number of illiteracy youth and adults in Nigeria, a volunteer project of Spell Africa Initiative, B2S Adult Literacy, has took up the responsibility to transform for free the lives of over 65 million adults in Nigeria to read and write out of extreme poverty. Since its inception in 2016, the organization has transformed the lives of over 200 youths and adults to read and write. Of course, they are still counting. We visited the Spell Africa B2S Adult Literacy Center in Lagos State, Nigeria to witness what they've been doing over the years. Of course, I spoke with Mr. Erezi Edore, the director of Spell Africa Initiative and the highly esteemed volunteers at the Literacy Center that are working ceaselessly to transform the lives of illiterate youth and adults in Nigeria. Enjoy my interview session with them. Okay, uh, my name is Erezi Edore. Okay. I'm the initiator and founder of 
the Spell Africa B2S Adult Literacy. Okay. Um, is a free adult literacy project, a volunteer-based free adult literacy project. Okay. Uh, with the aim to transform the 65 million illiterate youth and adults in Nigeria okay. to be able to read and write out of extreme poverty. Okay, that's quite interesting. And uh, we're so glad you're doing something great and something fantastic. Like you say, you're trying to like reduce the rate of uh, the inability to read in adults in Africa. And that's quite, like, your statistics say like over 60 million, over 60 million people can't read and write uh, here in Africa, let's say, for example, in Nigeria itself. But uh, I'd like to ask the question, like, uh, what, what was the incident that prompted you to to starting this organization because you can't just wake up in a day and sort of like I want to start okay going around and start teaching adults how to read and write. What was the incident that prompted you to start this organization, sir? Okay, um, two things. Okay. Uh, first of all, um, I actually um, grew up having a mother okay. who um, went through her education at a later age why she had with her children. So I know how terrible it was and growing up with a mother who was um, who attained attained education at a late age. Okay. So I personally witnessed and experienced the transformation of my mother from an illiterate to become a literate who is now currently working as a director in one of the in one of the top universities in Nigeria. So I've seen that it's possible to trans transform these adults that it's not too late. There's always a second chance to education. So my passion increased uh, when I started my own adult literacy class when I was nine years old. Yeah, I had a dad who was a principal of one of the government schools. So I was opportune to write an exam while I was in primary school with his secondary school students and I was the top of the class. So it got me so troubled. So I got to know there's something wrong with the education system. And automatically, the secondary school students, they wanted me, when I was nine years old, to teach them. So I started my own evening classes using my dad's backyard yeah. in the artist's place as a residence. So the very first day they came to learn, you will not believe that they came with both their parents, their uncles and all. <laughs> so that was my very first time of teaching adults. And um, late 2016, I got to find out that in Nigeria alone, we have over 65 million youth and adults who cannot read and write, living in extreme poverty. <laughs> that's like three times the population of, of Australia. Course. That's like more than the population of that's South Africa. So that's like having three countries of illiterate people is that negative. So I said someone has to do something about it. So that was the reason why I kicked off the project. And here we are today, changing people's lives. Wow, that's quite interesting and massive. Like you, I, I, I spotted like you may mention like you started this organization since 2016, yeah. and uh, over the last, it's over, a, it's over two years now. And over two years, you've, you've gone a long way. You've impacted some lives, and uh, that's quite interesting. Like since 2016 that you started, can you please share some of your your journey, or like your challenges having having to like teach adults? how to read and write many people that have gone out of school for for years you know it's kind of like a lot of challenges can you please share some of the challenges you encounter like during this time you you started this uh, this organization more especially this adult literacy class okay now a whole lot <laughs> a whole lot of challenges i first of all like to start with the fact that today as we speak we'll be able to transform over 200 youth and adults to be able to learn how to read and write who are doing very very well as we speak 
So when we started the project, it wasn't an easy journey. And I actually started with a funding partner who uh, decided to fund getting teachers to mm. teach the, um, the project. So along the line, the funding just lasted for two months. Oh. <laughs> yes. So when the funding ended, there was no money to get teachers to teach the students. So I was practically trying to teach myself. And I had the support of a great volunteer who you are, who you are going to talk speak with, with yeah. to speak with right now. And at that point in time, it was um, affecting my own personal funds because I was using my own personal money. So there was a point in time I didn't have the money to check the project for about a week. So after a week, when I got some funds, I said, yeah, let me just get to the school and just see how I can get the students back. When I got to the school, I was so surprised. I saw these students in the classroom. <laughs> and I was like, wow. So who have been teaching you guys for the past one week? And they said, they have been the ones teaching themselves in the classroom. <laughs> ah, I shared tears that very moment and I said, I would use my last blood to make sure this project doesn't end. So the idea came to me that I, sh I should come up with volunteer teachers. So I had to get the idea of um, getting volunteer teachers. Volunteer teachers are working class people who are doing very well in their businesses, their organizations. They work for money in the evening after um, work hours. They come to the school to teach for free in a way to give back, saying thank you to education for putting us where we are today. Wow. Yeah, so currently we have over 50 volunteer teachers and the number is increasing. A whole lot of people are working in great organizations. So the, the aim is to, um, with time, to be able to gather the pool of the balanced uh, population of 140 million Nigerians who are educated to come together and put join hands together using that time and resources to be able to teach these 65 million so that we can actually eradicate illiteracy totally out of Nigeria. That's quite massive and interesting. Like, we're we so excited today to have one of the highly esteemed volunteers that are working with uh, Mr. Erezi on this project. So, will you please feel some graph to introduce yourself to our listeners? What's your name, please, and what you do, do you do? Yeah, I'm Sunny Abdelman Said. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I'm a legal practitioner. But at the, at the moment, I'm the secretary to the local government, ATS is SCDA. Wow. That's quite interesting. But sir, you, 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 you work in a very good place, like, like you said earlier on. And I know that at least you are, you are a busy type. You have a whole lot of stuff to attend to. But why did you choose to volunteer for this organization, like to, to give back to people, like okay, trying to come down after your work from morning to, to, to evening, you come down here to teach people? How, how do you feel and what, what was the reason behind that? Why, why do you think that, despite your busy schedule, you still find time to come down and teach these people. What has the challenges been so far and how, why did you do that, sir? Well, as you asked by uh, the coordinator, I've actually told right. us, uh, you know, everything in life depends on your antecedents, you understand? Because I had uh, almost similar experience to Zoom. Um, it's just a privilege yeah. for you to be educated in this uh, country is a privilege because I underwent a lot to become a graduate, you understand? So, and I felt it would be very bad of me for going through what I underwent not to give back to the society in respecting of the fact that most especially I'm aware of what it takes to be educated. So I felt it's necessary for me at any material time to contribute my own parts 
to the development of education is very important. And that was what informed me that at least at a given time that I have, I always try as much as possible to come around to come and, you know, play my own parts by teaching the adults. That, that's students. great. But over the, over, over, since, since when did you join this, uh, this organization? I did a while, almost, I think, uh, two years or one and a half years of there. Even for a year, I'm sure you encountered a whole lot of challenges. Can you please share a little bit from part of your challenges with the listener? You know, as a volunteer, yeah. you know, um, time, you understand, you are working and uh, for you to have time, you have to create time for yourself. Yeah. And I just felt it's necessary, it's important for us, most especially in Nigeria, to just give our time very very important it's more or less like giving back to the society you understand that's it's not only in terms of finance finance is very important but uh, because i'm educated i can impart you know irrespective of you know in addition you need to give a finance if you have but since you have the requisite knowledge to get across to the people Mm. it doesn't take me anything to give, and that's more reason why I felt it's necessary at every Martina's time to always come and give. Though it has not been that easy because, you know, in the office we're so engaged and all those stuff like that. But irrespective of that, we always, uh, I always try as much as possible to create a time at least twice in a week to come around. All right, my name is Akinlabi Hassan. Okay. Um, I'm a media and a management specialist. Okay. I'm also a very passionate. Uh, facilitator, I coordinate and facilitate learning events. And one of the reasons why uh, I got so much interested in this is because of my passion for teaching. So uh, when I met Terezi, I was so glad to come on board and volunteer my time. As a matter of fact, it's, it's, um, it's an activity that drives one of the major goals of sustainable development goals, which is education. If we have education, if we have the goal of education achieved in the next few years as we are targeting, as a matter of fact, we can actually tackle a whole lot of other issues of course. along the line. So that's why I feel like I should also come on board, putting my own quota into how we can actually achieve this. And it's been a lot of challenges that they have all said basically, but you know, one number one challenge is your time, secondly, the money, everything. But at some point, we've been reaching out to sponsors who have uh, really not been responsive, probably because of um, one reason or the other, but we, we, keep, we kept driving at it to ensure that we still eat the tires. That's great, sir. I salute your courage and what you've been doing for the organization so far. Thanks so Thank much. you so much, sir. So, back to you, Mr. Erezi. Uh, like, like you said earlier on, like when you got started, you, you get a, like a support, like funding for which lasted for two months from like a partner or a friend or something. But over the last two years, I'm sure a lot of stuff have gone down. Like you spent like in terms of finance, in terms of time, in time, I mean, a lot of resources. How were you able to like to pull it through for over the past two years? Were you able to secure funding apart from that one? Or is it that you're using your own personal funds to sponsor this project? We'd like to know, sir. Okay, I'd like to uh, first of all say uh, passion passion and resilience was what um, actually helped me. Um, at the point where there was no funding for the project, I didn't want the project to end. So like I said, I had to start campaigning for volunteer teachers. Yeah. And I met quite a few. And they started coming to the school to teach for free, which means I don't have to pay them yeah. to teach. 
So in a way, it started sourcing the projects, kept the projects going on. So as the number of uh, volunteers increases, we actually got to start having volunteer teachers who won't have the time to teach, but they will say, okay, I can actually donate this particular sum of money to support the project. So when we started having volunteer teachers who were donating, so it, uh, we, had, we had to come to, with the idea to get uh, standby teachers who will be paying on a monthly basis. So, um, so there will be not there, there won't be a time where there will be no teacher in the classroom. So the donations we get from volunteer teachers who support who teach with their money, we use the funds to pay the standby teachers who come to the class every day to teach. So basically, that's how we've been sustaining the project. We've been struggling with the project. We're still currently currently waiting, uh, hoping for more grants. And more sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, I believe um, this opportunity we have right sure, now talking sure, with uh, sure. <laughs> NGO podcast. <laughs> uh, I strongly believe that we are going to get grants and funding when people get to hear the great sure. job we do because we're doing a whole lot and we still have a long, long way, long to, way go. to go. It's a project where everybody has to support. As long as you are educated, yeah. you just have to support either with your time to teach or with your resources. Wow. That's great. Like you said, like you still have more and more projects to come. Like I share a few of the projects we should be expected, like anticipate from from the stable of the organization apart from adult literacy class. Okay. Um, basically, the adult literacy class, we actually begin from um, the class of people who do not even know the alphabet at all. You get. Um, first of all, before I go into that, um, we are looking at expanding a project. Um, we just started a free center at Igboefon in Igboefon community, so we are looking at expanding, um, having free literacy centers at the six geopolitical zones in Nigeria, strategically. So at that point in time, we'll be covering the whole of Nigeria. Yeah. Then from there, we spread into the 36 states in Nigeria. But before then, currently what we are doing, we are doing advocacy where we don't just only have volunteer teachers, we also have a section called celebrity guest teachers. Wow. So we invite celebrities okay. who come to the school to teach. Okay. And because they have lots of followers in their social media pages, yeah. after they teach, they post a video of their lecture, of their class okay. online and it gets to millions of viewers. Mm. So people get to see the importance, how they should come in to support the project. We've had Year of Wazobia FM, a celebrity who has come to teach. We've had Lola of Wazobia FM. We have Deji Badmos. We've had Chui Chu. We have Sensei, Sensei Uche at Hot FM. We've had um, Simidre of Beat FM. We've had um, Princess Ubi of Wazobia FM. And as a matter of fact, we've also had some public figures. We've had the DPO, the police officer, DPO of Aja, who has come to teach. And the biggest of all we've had is um, Honorable Akinlo Yohazis. He is a House of Rep member at the National Assembly in Abuja. He came to teach the students how to read and write, ABC, on the blackboard. <laughs> so we do that to spread the word um, of the importance of literacy outside there. So what we are looking at, the long-term goal of the project, yes. is not just to end the project, um, not learning how to read and write. We are looking forward to 
if we have the funding to establish a free adult university. Wow, that's massive. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at having a free adult university where we will not have the ability to have a complete change of someone who doesn't know how to win the right to become a BSc holder. Wow. So that's our future. Wow, that, that, that's quite massive and interesting. So we've been speaking for the past uh, 15 minutes, even up to 15 minutes, whatever, for last 14 minutes now, and at least you've shared a whole lot of stuff about your passion, where you got started, and the challenges you are encountering over the past two years. Um, in case our women listeners from different parts of the world might want to like sponsor or partner with one of your projects or are looking forward to like working with you or anyone might want to okay i want to i want to be a celebrity teacher too mm. what uh, what uh, like the medium of reaching out to you probably your phone number or your social media and or your website something how can they reach out to you okay uh, i'll start with our phone number okay uh plus two three four yes please eight one okay three six one four okay eight six four six that's plus two three four yeah. Eight one three six one four eight six four six. Okay. And we also are very very active on social media, especially Instagram. Okay. So our Instagram handle is at b two as in figure, figure two, two yeah. s adult literacy at b figure two s adult literacy. You could send us a DM. You could send us messages. We are very very active on social media. Or you could send us an email at um, our official email address at that's back to figure two school campaign at gmail.com. That's back figure two school campaign at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Mr. Erezi, for having me and having the NGO podcast to have your to have an interview session with you. And uh, we look forward to more great stuff. And I hope if you want to have a video section with you i'll be welcome thank you for staying tuned to this very moment i'm so glad to have an highly esteemed person like you listening to this podcast today um for any question and inquiries about the organization that was featured on this episode of the podcast spell africa initiative please feel free to reach them via this telephone number plus two three four eight one Three six one four eight six four six. I take that again. Plus two three four eight one three six one four eight six four six. They will be glad to hear from you. For inquiries and advert placement on this podcast as well, please feel free to send me an email gmo at ngopodcast.com.ng. My email again is gmo at ngopodcast.com.ng which is spelled as j-i-m-o-h at n-g-o-p-o-d-c-a-s-t.com.ng can i hope to read from you said and i'm going for today but before i go don't forget you have a vital role to play in the human race government cannot do it all for you be ready to do yours i will do this with you sometime so till then keep impacting your world positively. Goodbye.